<laughs> and welcome to episode 53. Because I said 55 before, but Jen corrected me and we redid it. 53 of the Flames fancast. Uh, it's great to be with you after a very long hiatus. We're sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, our, our nine loyal fans are <laughs> no longer listening to us. We just, I don't know, for whatever reason, we just couldn't get it together. And well, record. I could tell you the reason why, but I won't, because I respect privacy. <laughs> Anyhow, episode 53, we're here. There's a lot to talk about, and I promise we have a little bonus segment for you at the end, which you'll enjoy. So that'll be worthwhile listening to. And you know what? On the bright side, there's a lot to talk about about the Flames, so we've got that going for us. You got to, okay. Nothing. Don't worry. Am I too loud? Is that what you're, you're saying? You're a little loud. Yeah, no, I, well, I gotta you know what? That Who again. does the volume? <clears throat> yeah, I do. It's not me, so. Okay, anyway. We just finished the Boston game. It's Tuesday night. It's 7 Well, it's almost 8 o'clock, not 7.30. We just won in Boston 5-2. Good Big showing. Win. Big win. They yeah. looked really good, really solid. Um, or maybe Boston was really bad. I don't know. But we looked pretty good. A lot better than a our bit of both, right? A lot better than our our uh, our home games but in the recent memory. I, I mean, the, the big difference between the game we had at home against Boston and the game we had on the road was that we played sixty minutes and we played well. Right. Whereas we and, played and forty-eight you know seconds we that three game. Three goals in three minutes in the other game, and then we just kind of were like sixty percent right. coast throughout, and Boston <laughs> came back and it's, got four. It's in the bag, <laughs> like fucking. After three goals. And, you know, Riddick, Riddick had a good game. He plays well on the road. It was impressive. And I don't think there was much about us that was too bad. I mean, as well, you've got two new defenders coming in, and Gustafson had a good game. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, you want to prove a point. You want to you wanna say I'm still worth something in the NHL. Um, here's your chance. And, yeah, he showed what he had. I mean, and right away he was inserted on the first power play unit. So that, I mean, we must have a lot of faith in him already. But uh, yeah, with 60 points last season, uh, last season, I mean, the guy obviously has huge offensive upside. He's talented, got good hands. I don't know if he if he thinks he has a point to prove more. So the fact that he probably told Chicago, I'm not signing here. You guys have nothing going for you. I need to go somewhere that, you know, is either fighting for a spot or is in a spot. Probably that's why they just gave him up, because one his contract was done at the end of the season. You have to salvage what you can. We gave, what, a third for it mm -hmm. for him? So, um, like, it, it just goes to show you that these little tweaks do add up eventually as long as they fit the pieces right. But Well, and I mean, you were talking about – I was a little bit disappointed in general. but Ah, uh, we'll get to the trade deadline yeah, in a yeah. minute. But, I mean, you were talking about how we have a lot of expiring D contracts coming up and maybe it was worthwhile to get a, you know, close-hand look at – Gustafson and see what he's got in, in case we're considering signing him in the future. But, but this is leverage, too, as a GM, because now he says, well, if you don't sign, I don't need to sign you. Right. So who's who's expiring? It was Brody. Hamannick. Hamannick. Stone. Right. Stone. So now you go up to all three of these guys and be like, well, we have Valimaki coming up. And we have Anderson's two of these on term now. Anderson's on term, and a, on, in my Schilling opinion, a good solidified contract. His spot, in my opinion. Well, Schlitz has been really good. I think yeah. he's taken advantage of this opportunity he's had, and and you brought Gustafson, who is probably going to show his offensive prowess 
uh, on the team. So there you go. Like as a GM, that's the best move you can make because now when you negotiate with these guys, you can walk away. Let's let's look at before we get into the deadline here. We're crossing over paths a little bit. Let's look at the two wins on the road, Detroit and 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 just recently Boston. I mean, it looks like. We seem to be exponentially better on the road. And I know recent evidence is providing a bias here, but I mean, this game against Boston and the home game against Boston, two different performances. Yeah, like Detroit, we played terrible. We, we got still the win. Won. We got the win, but th- that's because Detroit's terrible. Sure, like, but I mean, like, it's not as terrible as we play at home. <laughs> no, no, of course not, but... You know, if we're going to focus on these last two road games, I agree with you. We are a different team. Um, but the Detroit game was not good. In fact, I would say that we played better against Boston at home than we did against Detroit away. I would say. I mean, we're, I'm splitting hairs here. But, yeah, like we we are a lot better on, on the road, which, I mean, the record proves that. Um, it's kind of fucked up to me that we're not – better at home you'd think that when you play in your fortress you're gonna play a little bit harder but i mean i don't know i mean do you remember when the dome was a fortress like immediately after the lockout oh totally and now i think just steadily you know in that 15 year period it's just become less and less and less and less and less and less and there's just people are just not motivated to cheer for the team and i i kind of get it i'm in that camp too I don't know if that's a hockey fan thing or if that's a Calgary Flames thing, but we, we are just very complacent as fans. Like, we're happy to go to the game. We want to support our team. You know, we'll yeah. wear our jersey. Yeah, there's that. But I think, like— But we're not, we're not lunatics at the game, right? No, but I think the product on the ice is the biggest catalyst for fans to really either be incredibly loud or just somewhat loud. Uh, that's true. Right? I, so I like mean, in fairness, like— and in, in no way is this blaming the fans whatsoever, but when playoffs come around, everyone's fired up, everyone's cheering, everyone's excited, and you're absolutely right. The product on the ice is a diminishing product. Yeah. And we're just everyone's everyone has that sense of, you know, moderate frustration and mild disappointment. And that might be putting it blandly, but I think that's what generally everyone feels, right? There's not that excitement that you get from watching Goudreau anymore. He's he's far too predictable. And Monaghan is just not an exciting player. And Kachuk is the best player on the roster. But again, like his exciting moments don't often come at home. And it's, he's not like the flashiest or fastest or silkiest player in the NHL. He's an excellent player all round. And I think that's what we really need to build our team around right now, but there's nothing like that is the product on the ice that is producing cheers and people getting excited to come watch this Flames team every night. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. But I think if there's any player that does that, it is Kachuk, right? Well, like exactly. He's, but he's I the mean, guy that fights when we get an early and goal against. To no like fault to him, but like he's 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 like he shouldn't be the most exciting guy on a team. Well, what? It should be Johnny. Johnny yeah, should be okay, our yeah. most exciting guy. If that's what you're getting at, yeah. Like, like I, Kachuk is a Kachuk is doing what Kachuk does best, and sure. he does it well. There is absolutely zero criticism of Kachuk here. The criticism is all on Johnny. Yeah, like, the stalwart guy is Johnny is when not, it comes to that. Yeah, there is no excitement when Johnny gets the puck. I'm not thrilled. Like you saw that breakaway chance he had tonight. 
it was just kind of a half-assed shot. And Johnny had a good game tonight. Don't get me wrong. He and he's been getting game. and he's been getting better. But like, like again, maybe something's going on with him. But he just pulled the triggers too soon, and I felt he definitely had a step on the defender. He definitely had a chance in on net, and it was just, it was, it was, it reminded me too much of a Monahan play where you just know it's going to be yeah. a shot. It just kills me whenever these guys don't do a deke either. Uh, on a Johnny away, has all the skill. It's just I don't know what's going on. Well, I remember like there's no confidence or something. It was like two or three years ago when he did that nasty deke in Ottawa, where he like he was still deking the guy in the crease. Like he already had him beat, and he was still deking. So I, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna stay away from this whole um, conspiracy theory of Johnny outside of the rink because I went on Calgary Puck not long ago. Still not my favorite form, but. I do like some of the people in there, um, but there was some real ugly theories going around about him. And like, I think for the two people that listen to us, I implore you to tell people to stop this shit. Like, it's none of anyone's business what this guy does in his personal life. You know, we've been guilty of it too on our episodes, but I think we need to just take a step back and recognize that all these guys are still human beings in the end. Yeah, okay, they get paid absurd amounts of money to play a sport that we would all love to play a sport for a professional uh, for a profession but whether or not he's got some going on regardless I don't give a shit that's not my business or anyone else's business but his and his parents or whoever but when it comes to the on ice product we need to recognize that he's actually getting better right now he's not to where we need him but I mean okay but there's something fundamentally broken Right, but I mean, it's it's someone's business because the Flames are paying him a contract it's to not do a ours job though. that's not being done. Yeah, it's not ours though. It's management. It's him. It's his agent and whoever else. I mean, as a fan, if you're paying good money to go see these games I, and this player, I agree. The product, but then you should be mad at management more than anything. It's like, why the fuck are you dealing with this guy then if he's such a problem? Okay, fair enough. That's right? a good point. It's yeah. not like I'm it's not exactly tickled pink with management either. But well, for sure, and I'm not. I'm not saying you are, but what I'm getting at more is that is it really the player at that point? Well, I feel like the player has a certain amount of responsibility to perform, and has signed a professional contract <coughs> under, under the guise of being a professional athlete. Completely agree, and but if he's lagging in that performance that we're used to seeing of him or at least have that standard set for him then you need to do something about it as management at that point because every player's got their streaks right i think managing johnny is really hard like could be i think he just tunes out doesn't care i don't know he we've, we've gone through what three coaches four coaches with johnny yeah and, and it seems to be a little bit of success and then a downfall a little bit of success and then a downfall right right and, and, you know, this is a discussion for another episode. We're not going to get into it tonight, but I don't think Jeff Ward is the guy for this team. Sure. And there's a lot that there's a lot of people that and like agree with you. the fact that he's just continually interim. Like we're just waiting to see what happens in the summer to see who comes available that we can get for this team. But well, Trelevin doesn't know, like the big shakeup, right? He uh, avoids hopefully it. Hopefully he realizes, too, that Jeff Ward is not Jeff Ward should finish the season for sure. Yeah, I think and that's he will what he's finish for. the season, but he's not he's not the guy that we need, right? And he was right. kind of thrust in in unfortunate circumstances, but right. And it's I mean, not like we he always seem to, to talk about Johnny, you know, it just no, and just no, like, and that's I, I'll I'll get to you know I think with him there's still something fundamentally broken on the ice with him, Monahan, and probably even like a Geo in some respect, 
reason why I throw Gio into the mix is that I think Gio's not portraying enough of that leadership quality that gets these guys back on track, whatever's going on. But with Johnny and, and Monaghan, like, they both have substantially dropped off this season, especially in the second half of the season. Uh, I think Goodrill started dropping off a little bit more before that. But these two, for whatever reason, seem to be the stem of this lackluster performance that we've been seeing recently. Like, because we rely on them. They're the ones that are supposed to be scoring, and they're the ones that are supposed to be setting up plays, and they're the ones supposed to be anchoring the power play and, and all these things that are important to the team to win, right? And we got away with it when they were doing poor, when Kachuk was killing it. Like, between the leg fucking shots and overtime scoring. Lindholm like, as well. Lindholm, he's been picking up the slack. You know, Manjapane stepped yep. up this season. I, and, and absolute credit to that guy for, right. for filling that void. And all these guys that, like, get their opportunities, they've, by and large, taken advantage of it. Like, even Reader has not been horrible. I mean, he's not a guy that I'd like to see long-term, but he hasn't done that badly for given a minimal role. You know, like, Ronaldo did his thing for a few games, and that was what we needed from him, and that's it. That's, that's all you can ask for. And Brody's done quite well since his episode. You know, honestly, like, all these guys have, like, started stepping up gradually even Jankowski Jankowski is actually scoring and getting points and whatever I mean the guy had nowhere to go but up at one point frankly because he had fucking nothing going on um so any fucking assist or goal was like a hundred percent improvement any shift above 25 seconds was a win fuck so you know we got away with it when other guys when these other guys were stepping up but but I mean you know it's that line was recognized as our talismanic line those are yeah. our marquee players. And you Johnny need them down Goudreau the stretch. is essentially the face of the flames, right? Right. But it's just not... Well, think of it this way. Down the stretch, who do you need the most? Year. Like, we've, you know, he's in the 50s for points. I don't know where he's at, but it's just not... You don't look... Like, I don't know what the marked difference is between last year, but last year you'd see Johnny come on the ice and it's guaranteed point. Somewhere along the line, there's or a guaranteed Or something, point. like, exciting. Yeah, right. and it's just... Wow, you know, something that would come out of nowhere that Johnny would create. And he has flashes of that this year. And, and I'm remembering a pass in a game that was not too long ago. I think it was to Backland, like, into an open net. Just just a silky smooth, smart hockey play pass. And then Johnny last year, like, was making those out of nothing. Where this year that was like, yeah, you know, I I've already know what's going to happen here, and I just pull it back and make that little saucer to the center of the ice, and it's in the back of the net. And, I mean, I have I, – I hate to say it. I'm Everyone must know at this point. If you're still listening at this point, we're obviously diehard Flame fans through and, flu- through, and through. But, like, we make the playoffs. We're out first round. It's, if we're we not make it, we're out first round. And I'm looking at every game. I'm looking at this Detroit game, for example, and saying, if we don't win this game, we're not going to make it. Like, this is a game we have to win. And I'm looking at the Boston game tonight, in fairness, and saying, it's a bonus if we can get two po- uh, a point, let alone two. So that was an amazing result. But I look at this team, and it's just over the span of since we started this podcast the glaring inconsistencies provided by this team like going on win streaks of seven and losing streaks of eight and then our recent record of win loss win loss win loss win loss when you need to start really shaping up into form like 
the worst thing that ever happens to this team is the all-star break. <laughs> it's the worst because after the all-star break, we just can't seem to recapture whatever it is, the form or the, the camaraderie or the teamwork that we've had built up going into that. Because as far as I can remember, leading up into the all-star break for years in a row, we've been doing well. And there's been confidence that's been established in the team. And then all of a sudden, everybody fucks off for two weeks because we also have that ridiculous five-day mandated NHL contract break so everyone can go to the fucking Bahamas. And we just come back like a giant sack of shit. And just grossly inconsistent. Like, grossly. I, I, I have no explanation for how you can turn up with Completely varying effort levels on any given night at this point in the season. Basically March. I, I don't know, I, especially when you're a team like the Flames, who's clutching and grabbing and clawing their way into the playoffs. But not like desperately either. No, there, there's no sense of desperation <laughs> like, among these like guys. They're kind, they could give two shits <laughs> if they finished. The true. worst place to finish is fucking like... The, the first team that doesn't make the playoffs. That's the absolute worst. They, they that is the worst place like, to be in the NHL. They keep having like these like like these parachutes thrown at them from time to time. It's like they're sort of clutching and grabbing, like tonight hanging is a, on to the tonight cliff. Tonight is a parachute, right? But, but you have they, a 5-2 yeah. win in Boston. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, watching the away feed, they're pulling up all these graphics. Tuka Rask had not lost in regulation at home all season. <laughs> Until tonight, like he was 14-0-6, like 20 games with a point guaranteed at home for Boston. And tonight was his first regulation loss at home to the Flames. And then and, we barely you know beat what? Detroit the game before. Everyone right now, as we're speaking, fucking literally probably 20 minutes after puck drop is, is already three drinks in. <laughs> like, guys, come on. We have a game against Nashville on Thursday. That's a huge game. That's a huge game. That's a four-point game because you've got that team directly behind us in the wild card standings or was earlier today. And that, that's got to be – that's got like a regulation win is what you really need from that game. You need to go in there and get a regulation win to show that you mean business. And we just – we really lack the – the gumption and the determination, I think. Yeah. And, you know, you know it's still there. It's kind of like, yeah, I like to win, but it's not like, uh, you know, Gio's not saying to the guys, you know, if we don't win this game tonight, Johnny, I'm going to bleed you dry after the game. Like, <laughs> things like that. It, it's just, I don't know how to explain it, but over the years, I guess, built up but just my confidence in this team and their, in their, my confidence in this team's desire has just waned. Yeah. And I see them like come out and <sighs> another point that I hate is the goddamn stupid warm up where they do. They circle the goalie and just kind of flick the puck around. I'm like that's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Like that's U twelve stuff. That's novice hockey. Like this is this is the NHL we're talking about here. And you've got you've got six guys around the net trying to bang a random puck that's bouncing into a goalie. Like no one else does that. And you can watch the other team warm up. They're not doing any stupid shit like that. And for whatever reason, we do it fine. But, like, I'm watching that as a fan. And you know why I watch that as a fan? It's because I show up early to the Saddle Dome to get cheap beer. That's why. So I have to watch yeah, you're the, a true fan. the goddamn warm Showing up. up for fucking booze. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like, it just so happens they're warming up too. Anyhow, if you just happen to be in your seat, <laughs> there's like a lot of variables here that you're not. It's just absurd. Like, I, I get what you're saying. I agree with you for. It a doesn't lot of seem it. like they take it seriously. It's. I want the. I look at it as like, you know, like how Coyote used to chase fucking Roadrunner. And, like, he'd fucking fall off the cliff every time, but he'd get back up and fucking go chase him again. We need that kind of determination yeah, from these guys. But that's the what problem is, if that's our metaphor for determination no, but for the it, flames... Because it's a... It, dude, because it it's is not, a... There's nothing wrong with your metaphor, but it's, no. it's soft. They can't even achieve that. But that's... That was... It's, it's almost, like, clumsy, the way we kind of grab on and hold on to this metaphorical cliff I'm talking about. Like, instead, we're this guy... That like falls off the cliff because we were kind of half-assed in the climb, but some branch just sticks up below us and we just land on the branch and we just go back up again. Like we get lucky. Every time we lose, it seems like a team below us loses too. Yeah. And then whenever we that's win, true. like I remember, yeah, you're you're exactly right. Right. Like and whenever we win, it's like the odd time the team behind us will lose, but then we'll lose like two in a row, and then they'll catch up to us, and then we'll win again, and then they'll lose. Like it's this constant fucking annoyance with the flames is that it starts with that consistency and, and like it's right to your point they play incredibly well for like a few games and then they play like they're this completely different like an AHL team almost for like another four and you sit there and go like how the fuck are you guys pulling this off here especially at home like at home you should be 600 yeah in my opinion like if you're playing at home you got to know the you know the boards better than everybody else. You know the ice better than everybody else. Like the fans get you riled up. Like the music is is your choice. Like you're playing they're playing the music that you choo- you choose when you score and whatever. That that all that shit should fucking motivate you, but somehow we're not like that. And again, it does go back to my and I'm it's I I'm mean, beating a dead horse, but it goes back I think there's something fundamentally broken with the team. Before we get into I mean, what what motivates these guys, but, you know, you missed the biggest thing is that uh, I called you soft. And usually you're only soft when there's a woman around for you, so. <laughs> Buddy, the, the, the shit that I can say to you right now about being soft for, for women, <laughs> I, I, I can annihilate you right now. <laughs> Don't get me started. Anyhow, when did you call me soft? The metaphor. The I'm metaphor just, wasn't I just soft. I the had metaphor to say was soft. I had to say something ridiculous. Because our team is fucking soft. What was the point? Like, you know, what motivates these guys, right? Well, th- nothing is motivating them enough that they show some sort of desperation like Colorado showed I mean, last season to you make think the playoffs. About, you think about when you've played sports at a completely amateur level and, you know, there's a big game coming up and people motivate each other and you take it seriously, right? But yeah. these guys have a... National Hockey League game in any given night and can't seem to show up on a regular basis. I, the problem is that there's 82 games in a season. I can see guys like okay, gaining but, interest at but, some point. But in but fairness, and I'm gonna ask you, like, but they shouldn't be like that. Fighting you for have in your spots. seasons of amateur sports, how many did you show up with where you where you gave 60 percent? Probably none. 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 None, man. Like you, you, because you know what? You couldn't live with yourself <laughs> if you didn't show up that night 
and you were bruised and tattered when you were showering, and then you couldn't sleep to get up to work the next day, but that was a thing that you were accepting because you loved the game. You know yeah, that? Yeah. These guys, what do they have to get up for? Their practice at 10 a.m.? Fuck me. Like, like, how do you not get motivated? I don't care if there's 82 games. I don't care if there's 164 games. Like, you have to be motivated for every single one of those games. No, and we just— I agree. The, the, the complete lack of motivation prevalent in so many Flames games this season has just disappointed me. I, I didn't think this team could honestly disappoint me anymore, but they find a new way every And year. that's contagious to the fans. The fans exactly. see that. Like we have, we sit in there and we're complacent. Like we'll, we'll show up, we'll be happy, we'll buy our beer, we'll socialize, but no one is, no one is expecting anything from this team, and the team feels that back. Like the relationship between the fans and the team is also broken, if not damaged. Sorry, damaged if not broken. Right. And like you're saying, there's something wrong with this team. There is. But like, but somehow. They may still make it, which I would be totally happy with. And well, so do because, you, okay, Anaheim, San Jose, and L.A. are awful. Yeah, well, the West is terrible in general. But, I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah. I, I guess, like, what it really comes down to is, like, do you, as a fan, we obviously want them to make the playoffs. That Let's just throw yeah. that out there right now. I want now. them to but, win the cup, obviously. But... They're could not there going be, to, but, but yeah, but th- could there be a situation where if they don't make the playoffs because they give this Jekyll and Hyde bullshit that we've been watching for seventy percent of the season, would that would that missing the playoffs incite that change from management all the way down to finally make some big moves and then cut out what what is fundamentally so broken? We gotta we gotta move on from this, obviously. But you made a good point. So let's say we don't make it. Yeah. What is it that management does to make those moves to right the ship? Because I, I, I was thinking about this earlier in the week, and I was like, you know, we've said on this podcast, we have this window because we have these amazing players in these amazing contract years. And I think at this day, like that window's gone. Like those players are not capable of bringing us a Stanley Cup. And we'll, or maybe it's because management hasn't supported them properly, but like, Having Goudreau and Monaghan and Lindholm on these amazing contracts and not seeing them completely fulfill even partially their potential, in fact, you know, regress to such a point that it's almost like you're a bit part player on a team, like you're a Kasperi Kapanen. I don't know, probably not that bad, but you're like, you're a second line supporting winger with 50 some points on a team. I'm I'm at a loss for that when 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 you know a year ago recording this podcast we were saying we've got a window here with amazing contracts for our star players that we can support and make a cup run and we're nowhere near that. So what is the change that management has to make? I'll just keep it basic. Fix trade away what's fundamentally breaking this team. Whether it's an asset like a Goudreau or even if it's a captain like Gio, I don't care. I'm not biased as long as the change incites that, you know, transition into a team that can actually compete in the playoffs, then do what you need to do. Because as fans, we shouldn't be married to the players. We're married to the jersey. We're married to the Flaming Sea. We're not married to a Goudreau or a Giordano or Monaghan. 
So how I would look at it is keep it. I, I want to keep it high level. I don't want to point fingers at players. I'm just saying, as management, you should know what's fundamentally broken in the dressing room. You should know what's causing this fucking shit right now, and you should trade it. Trade it before that that asset loses value completely, because, you know, it might be good for everybody. Assume it's a good draw. I'm not saying it's good draw, but assume it's a good draw. Maybe him going to the Flyers is going to reignite his career too and bring us back some very good value. I don't know. It may be a change for, for the better for both parties, right? I'm all for that. So do it. None of us are married to any of these players. That's what I would do. But I would do it this offseason. Enough's enough. I'm tired of waiting. We've been making the playoffs on and off for the last five years. We haven't fucking done shit. And we have amazing contracts, like you said. And if it takes one or two players to get rid of that fucking broken fundamental atmosphere, then do it and get some guys that have proven playoff experience that aren't fucking 40. I, you know, we, we are married to Lucic. Okay, but yeah, fine. <laughs> Every team's going to have a shit contract. There's nothing yeah. we can do about that. I mean, I just, at this point, I don't know if, I, I think this season is the season where no matter what happens, if we make it, I honestly think we're not past the first round. If we don't make it, then something's got to give definitely. And right. if we're out first round, something's got to give. Because if you look at this team, you know, a year or two ago and looked at the position they were in with the players that were up and coming, Kachuk's developed beautifully. Mangiapane's developed beautifully. Anderson's developed wonderfully. Like, and we've got a strong D court. You know, it's regrettable the injury injury on Valamaki, that's for sure. But his upside's really hit. And really it's good. regrettable the way perhaps even either either Riddick has performed or we've 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 managed Riddick so that he couldn't develop into that number one guy completely. He's definitely not a bad goalie. He's a very, very good goalie, but there's part of me that thinks he could have been great. I don't know. Something's got to give, and we have to figure it out and decide what it is. And like you were saying, pull the trigger on that. But okay, we're, we're gonna move on from this because you know it's just I can't talk about it anymore because it's depressing me. Fuck your soft. <laughs> okay, we're even now. Playoff push. <laughs> I want to ask you where you think we're gonna finish and who we're gonna face. I think my heart says we'll finish eighth. Um, that means nothing so in we'll, the wild card format. Well, sorry, we'll finish last, like second wild card. Yeah, and we're gonna play St. Louis. Probably, yeah. Okay, so that's out in five. Yeah, maybe probably six. probably four. <laughs> no, we'll win one. Uh, I think we'll get swept by a team like St. Louis. Honestly, those I those guys are actually motivated and experienced. They won. They have some to fucking prove. That's true. We have our guys. We have lots to prove, but our guys don't believe that. So there's that. Okay. And how about our trade deadline? I mean, well, what about you? What do you think we're gonna do? What do I think we're gonna do? I think we'll finish first wild card and play Vegas or Edmonton. Like I think Edmonton might go on this crazy run now that McDavid's back. I'd love to play Edmonton first round. I'd love it. I would love it any other year but this year, I think. No, this is our year. We, we've, we've had them over the barrel. 
you know, we can scrap out bullshit wins and get I'm just, through that and then be out second round. I'm getting round. that PTSD but with what fucking McKinnon did to us, and I could oh, just see McDavid but, doing that but, to us. But, you know, we're – okay, in fairness, in fairness <laughs> to that – And McDavid's better. Okay, so. we're a little bit dumb, but we know what McDavid has, and we were ignorant to McKinnon. Okay, that's McKinnon fair. came in, and we we're like, Colorado, you know, we're first. They're wild card. It's not going to happen. It's true. It's a reverse psychology. Yeah. So I know, yeah. And it's not like we're, we don't know about Connor McDavid. We're very well aware of what Connor McDavid brings. We're well aware of what Drysaddle brings. I mean, we're almost, you know, giving them a point or two per game, but we're believing that our players can get two or three back. Yeah, okay. And there's I'll, that I'll belief. Buy that. And I mean, I'm only 90% convinced myself, but I believe we went into that season against the the Avs woefully unprepared of what they were bringing against us. Or just woefully cocky, unprepared. Cocky. cocky as fuck. Yeah. Like just ridiculously cocky. And we were and and we also looked like shit and we also didn't care. Bennett was the player who cared the most. Yeah. Johnny looked Johnny, that was that might have been the beginning of the end for Johnny, that Colorado series. Like, I can't get that out of my head. It's almost been a year. But it's just, oh, my God, watching that. Fuck. Just drill that out of my brain. Like, please. But I try? We're well aware. <laughs> we're well aware of what Edmonton brings. And that's where I think. Okay, I that, mean, that's a fair point. I'll. I agree. With I that. would like I would love to play Edmonton or Vancouver because there's there's something there that we know about those teams and there's a little bit more motivation for us. When we played Colorado, there wasn't much there for a rivalry. Same with St. Louis. We have zero rivalry with St. Louis. Zero. Yeah, but St. Louis is just going to be a juggernaut versus us. St. Louis is just going to be like, you know, we have to play our game, go through this professionally and they're going to they're It'll be like 3-2 three, games. 3-2, three, 3-2, two, three, two, three, two, three, two, and we'll be out in five or six. What's the update on Jabo, by the way? Uh, I don't know. He had a heart problem, and he's yeah. back in St. Louis. I don't I don't know if he's ever going to play again. But yeah. yeah. That's sad. Okay. Well, it's I'm glad he's alive because yeah. I like Jabo. No, it, for sure. He it's was scary. one of my you – know, I, th- I know. He was one of your favorites. Flames, that's why I was – When he came to the Flames, I was excited. I'm no, like, this guy is amazing. That's why, that's why I asked. I, it wasn't quite like, like that, him. but yeah. I mean, now I just – you know, I have tremendous respect for a guy like that who just recognizes his diminishing role and, em- and embraces that continually. And just leads the team, like helps – fill that leadership role he's just a good he's a good player and he's the kind of player that you need on stanley cup winning teams hence why the blues won the stanley cup with jay bo meester anyhow he was never a player you should have put in as the marquee guy like you need a special kind of personality for that a, a kachuk kind of personality for that bo meester is not a kachuk any anyhow we're, we're way off here but i mean Vegas or St. Louis or Edmonton, I think that's one of the teams we'll face. I don't think we'll be in the one of the Pacific slots. I think we'll be in a wild card slot, which yeah, might benefit us that. in the end. But I don't want <coughs> that to hu- the un- I don't want the you know underdog mentality to hide all our flaws. What would be good? The only scenario I could see us doing half decent in the playoffs is if we go. If we win like eight of our last ten games going into the playoffs with the last wild card spot, like this real desperate clutch for dear life, get into the playoffs with amazing form, that I can see maybe translating to a second round appearance, and with like satisfying hockey, 
like hockey that we can all be proud of they can be proud of we can see that's the only scenario i really can see us doing something in the playoffs but that scenario has the likelihood of basically zero just the way we've seen the season pan out right so um yeah that's all i can think of for that i, I i'm just i don't think we will make it but <laughs> i think we'll make it mm, yeah the brain saying we're gonna, the brain saying we're gonna no. get in in the 81st game that's where yeah. we're gonna get in my heart's game filibustering 81. my brain right now saying fuck you we're gonna make it but my brain's like nah. arizona doesn't have the gumption to make it like the teams below us don't have the push yeah. the central's gonna be way too close and we're gonna get in at, at game 81 we're gonna get in okay all right this, this is the fun bit okay you want to have some fun sure okay here we go you ready Who's our best center? Backlund. <laughs> Why is Backlund our best center? Who else is our who's better than him? Monahan. No, not this year. Monahan has more points, more goals. He's got more points. It's great, but Backlund is all around more useful player than fucking Monahan is this season. Does Monahan penalty kill? I feel like if I. If I had to keep one, I'd be keeping Monaghan. Not this season. I'm not keeping Backlund. I'm not keeping Monaghan this season. There's what? something going well, on there. Monaghan Monahan just nails his mask to the Johnny colors, you know? Or nails his colors. To you the want Johnny a guy mask. like that? N- Backlund n- doesn't give a fuck who's on the team. He's going to play what he needs to play. Yeah, he didn't have but he doesn't have the ceiling that okay, Monahan has. Maybe he's Monaghan's not having a great way younger. Se- okay, maybe he's not having a great season, but like that guy's a very versatile two-way forward who fucking plays he can play all types of minutes. You can put him in any type of situation, he'll be fucking decent at it. Yeah. So could Derek Ryan. Okay, well do, okay, you're going to keep Derek Ryan over fucking Backlund? No, I'm not. Well then Backlund's why would you even bring that Derek up? Ryan. But I'm saying well, exactly. can, the players you can find that are like Backland are way easier to find Dude, than they are me, like Monaghan. To me, Monaghan is, is one of my number one trading cards. Because of the injuries? Well, I think I have the conspiracy theory that he's got a lot of undisclosed injuries. I yeah. just don't think we have the balls to do that. We should. We, we should. It's a fucking business. Okay, moving on. Ready? Well, who's yours? M- well, Derek our, Ryan? Our best center is Monaghan. Whatever. Our Re- second best center is Backlund, then Derek Ryan, and then maybe Sam Bennett. Okay. I don't really rate Jankowski. Neither do I. Okay. <laughs> if you had to pick, who would you have? Smith or Talbot? <laughs> Talbot, man. It's a no-brainer. Give me a hard one. <laughs> okay. If you had to pick one of the players to be on your team for the next three years— with their original contract with the Flames, would you have Brower or Neal? Uh, <laughs> only Brower just because <laughs> just because he's cheaper, right? Whoever's cheaper. I don't know. I can't remember. Whoever's cheaper. Brower is cheaper by at least a million. Okay. Then, unfortunately, it's Brower. Okay. If you could have this, you're going to have 10 years of guaranteed making the playoffs, but in that 10 years' time— the Oilers win a cup, or you accept that you make the playoffs, or you don't make the playoffs for 10 years, but the Oilers don't win a cup in 10 years. <laughs> what would you pick? That's a fucking tough one, man. I, probably the latter. 
Fuck that. I don't want to see that piece of shit franchise ever win a cup ever in my life ever again. <laughs> ever. Even if there's – you're making the playoffs for 10 years in a row. Yeah, but – You got a chance. But you're not saying – yeah, but – oh, so sorry. No, I'm on. saying I'm saying this. You're guaranteed to make the playoffs, but no guarantee of winning oh, for 10 years. Oh, okay. But you know in that 10-year span, uh, okay. one time the Oilers are going to win the cup for sure. Alternatively, you can guarantee the Oilers don't win the cup at all in that 10-year span, but you don't make the playoffs for 10 years straight. Okay, well, here's – so you know in my profession I do a lot of analytics. In the last 10 times we made the playoffs, we haven't won a cup. So the odds of us fucking going to the cup another 10 times doesn't mean shit to me. <laughs> but I'll roll the die and try this 10 out. Oh, Edmonton wins a cup, though. Yeah, yeah whatever. Oh, I, can't, I can't look at you right now. Okay. Oh, fuck it as if you wouldn't do the same. I'm not saying I, I. I'm not asking the questions. I write. Yeah, the what show. a what a cop out. I write the agenda. Why am I fucking answering these questions? Because that's how it works. Okay, you ready? So I get attacked. If you could have had a player from the past added at this current deadline, who would you have added? Player from the past? Yeah, like that was on the Flames roster from the beginning of time. Like at like at their peak. Al, whatever. I don't care. If you could have added any player. I get one from the Flames past at their peak when they were playing with the Flames. Anytime, who would you add right now to basically, you know, improve the team? Probably Iggy. You you'd add Iggy like two thousand two thousand four Iggy. Iggy or or Gilmore. Gilmore. Yeah. Like, cause Gilmore scored the game winner against Montreal, not fucking Lanny. Like a lot of people make that mistake. Lanny had the most celebrated, famous goal with his little celebration, yeah, but yeah. Gilmore actually scored the game winner. Gilmore was a fucking. There's a two way. If you're score, asking me, I'd everything. probably add Iggy because you know we could really use that right winger right about. Oh yeah, well Iggy was such a fucking beast, so you can't say no to that. But Flurry would be top uh, number three, close one, because Flurry in his peak was fucking carrying our team. I mean, you're missing. You're missing obvious players. Like Kiprasov, I'm missing. Like Andre Zuzin. <laughs> yeah. Owen Nolan. Well, fucking Jeff Kiprasov, Kiprasov is a great shout, actually. I, I'm Kiprasov, like, adding Kiprasov for a run like this. You see, if we had Kiprasov now, oh. I think our team is tenfold better. I agree. A hundred percent. Because he's going to make those saves that might even motivate our fucking guys that don't seem motivated. But you ever. need, uh, again... And this is what we've discussed <laughs> we multiple times is that when you have that goalie that comes in fresh and says, you're our guy yeah. and just takes it like Kiprasov did. Wow. We traded a bag of pucks for that guy. Uh, a second round pick to San Jose. I don't, what was that second round pick? I, I think it was classic, wasn't it? Good for them, right? Yeah, you, but whatever. You we, we, st we still won You that. can have a second, second pairing D-man all the way that once played for Team Canada. No problem. <laughs> okay, here we go. During a period break at the Flames game, would you rather <laughs> take a piss or get a food or beverage item? I think I'm forced <laughs> to take a piss every goddamn time. Cause but what if you really want a beer? Like, really want. And I really have to take a piss? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I really have to go to the I bathroom. Mean, I mean, but I guess I really needs dictate, hey? Yeah, needs dictate all the time. Okay, the next question. <laughs> no answer Le there. Which leads into which 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 is bled into by the previous question. 
If you could have for the rest of your life only one of the following, would it be beer or all other alcohol? Oh, I love beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one, man. I I like scotch a lot though. So if I chose beer, I I can't have anything you, if else. If you choose beer, you for the rest of your life you only get beer. But uh, if you choose if you choose anything else for the rest of your life, you get anything else, but you never ever I can get a variety in anything else? Yeah. I'll take the other I'll take the variety. You would, hey? Yeah. I love beer, don't get me wrong, but man, I can't go I need I need scotch once in but a while. Y- I need I mean, gin you, once in you a while. Can't show up, but once in a while, you know. Okay. No, I know, I can't have your time, but I need like I can have like a vodka soda at the I game. would pick beer just cuz I'm a real fan. Well, you you're giving them more margin on the vodka soda. It's not about money, it's about being a real fan. How does that translate to being a real fan? Because beer is fandom. No, money Have is Have you fandom. not seen Budweiser commercials? Have you, you not seen a fucking income statement on a fucking club's financial statements? That's that all matters I got. more. That's all I got. You have one that you can think of? You can ask me. I'll give you a chance. Well, you put me on the spot here. I can't really think of well, anything. I know. You can't think in general, so that's Fuck why you Tyler. don't write this show. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're doing a hell of a job on our Twitter account, by the way. Fucking haven't seen a goddamn post in weeks. I'm surprised if anyone's listening to that. <laughs> Fuck. I Just go. Just think of something. <laughs> okay. Would you... Okay, five Stanley Cup wins by the Flames or the fucking women of your dreams. And I'm talking... No, hang on a sec, though. This woman... This is no brainer. No, no, no. I'm on a she would literally, literally do anything for you. I don't care. Make all the money in the world. You don't have to work a fucking day of your life. Incredibly good looking. Incre- sure. Gives all kinds of shits about you, unlike, unlike your past relationships. <laughs> like gives all kinds of shits for you. Does everything for you. Everything. Five, Unconditionally. Five cup wins. Thank really? you. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. No problem. Easy. That makes me a bad fan because I would totally take the woman. Well, but the, I mean, the, the and and take my chances that the Flames it, fucking it, win a cup. It here. doesn't even matter. But like, all I want in my life is for the Flames to win one cup before I die. <laughs> but if they win five, the amount of happiness and joy that would bring me. Well, everybody, I am officially a terrible fan because that was the best question you could come up with. That was not bad. I thought I would struggle with. I would have thought of something like you know. You know, Andre Zuzin or... Well, okay, like... I don't know who else is bad on D. <laughs> who else was really bad? Jamie Huffscroft. <laughs> you remember that guy? <laughs> Fuck, that guy was terrible. <laughs> I, I... Oh, you know what? okay, I really okay. I don't know. There's got to be something about, like, you know, does that goal in 2004 count or... You go unemployed for the rest of your life or something like Buddy, that. Buddy, <laughs> I am not taking away my livelihood for, for any team, okay? Like, I, I've tried that once with my soccer team, okay? Like, it's not ending very well. That goal in 2004, that, <coughs> that helps me sleep at night. Can I ask you something? Like, why? Okay, I'll put it this way. Did the Flames even give a shit about you? Do they even know you exist? Well, theoretically. No. The, the metaphor, the, the, you know. The the what's it called? The royal we exist. You know? The royal we is fans. We exist, but you don't exist. 
No, that's true. So maybe keep that into consideration before you trade away your life for one fucking Stanley Cup. Yeah, but because if you're unemployed for the rest I'm of your, I'm on a podcast, so I, I want to sound popular. But I'm maybe I'm not drinking enough <laughs> because you don't sound very smart right now. You you take rest of your life unemployment for a cup run uh, for one cup. Maybe that was the wrong wrong answer. Like you're gonna wake up in like a week okay. after that's done, and then you're gonna be like, "Fuck me, I need money." <laughs> you didn't really think of it. Now you're gonna want that woman that I fucking explained to you about. With all the money in the world? And all the looks and all the love and care and everything that you never will get. I mean, it was close, but... Dude, like, I'm talking Five like cup wins, man. All right. Five cup wins. Okay. And like after those five cups are done, you're a week later, you're going to be like, I should have picked the woman. She could die at any given moment, you know? She could get hit that's by a, a bus. That's a fucking morbid way to look at this. She could, she could All right. die in the elevator. Crash. I'm clearly not good at this, and I didn't have time to prepare unlike you. So it's not like you fucking made these up ad hoc, Mr. Fucking Brilliant over here. I did write them down. Cause yeah, I, exactly. Because like you said, were prepared. Time, I didn't even know that I, I was going to be doing this shit. Yeah. I told you beforehand. I was asking you. I was like, hey, what do you think, Brower Neil? <laughs> and you were like. I, yeah, I laughed at you. I'm not gonna <laughs> I thought you were being serious. All right, that's enough. That's good. We're back. We're uh, we'll be back we'll more often. We'll do it, maybe in two weeks or next. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to stick to the two week schedule. Yeah, everyone, send your complaints to Tyler because it's mostly his fault. And we then when done it gets it. to the playoffs, we're gonna try to be more regular because yeah, blame Tyler. There's a lot more to talk about in the playoffs, and, you know. But we'll be back, and and at one point. We're actually going to create like a Facebook page, an Instagram thing, and we're going to try and, you know, market a bit better than we actually Tyler do. is going to open. Let's be specific Tyler here. is going to do that. Tyler yeah. is going to do that because I don't do have it. Facebook or Instagram. Well, so yeah, we're going to figure it I'm out. Because I'm smart. But we're going we're gonna to promote this more on social media. And <laughs> that being said, if you're still listening at this point and you want to share this with your friends or family or – Anyone that you know in your, as Jenk has established, largely insignificant life to the flames, please, <laughs> please do so. Because, you know, what can be worse in your life than listening to two guys very accurately describe the position of a hockey glove at this point in time? I would like to say we're always right. Jenk's just left the microphone because he's going to stop recording. So this is the point in time where we say... Thank you very much for listening. This has been episode 55. Have yourselves a great evening. Bye-bye.